0: Hi, welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Rin. And I'm Zach. And today we are talking about feedback. Uh, we've done a similar kind of episode way back with our co-host Issa back in episode 11, so before Zach joined the show, but now we're like going to talk about how we get feedback and why we get feedback.
1: Yeah, as writers, we tend to be on the introvert side of things where we kind of like to keep to ourselves. I was actually at a, at a activity last night and uh, while my wife was going in chatting with a, with a couple of other folks, I was just looking around and I was like, you know, I am perfectly content to like not talk to anybody right now. And I feel like writers in general have those sorts of, have those sorts of tendencies. But again, for most of us, we eventually want to share our work and have other people look at it. And so getting feedback is crucial to polishing your story and preparing it to share with other people, as well as it's part of the process of sharing your writing with people.
0: Yeah, I totally get that, like, being at a party and just not really feeling like you need to talk to anyone. I'm the same way. And it could be because we're both writers, or it could be because we're both introverts, or the two could be linked. Who knows? Correlation, probably causation. Who knows? Who knows? First the first step in getting feedback is to understand what you want from feedback. And you're going to get different types of feedback from different people. So if you're trying to like hone your skills as a writer, you need a mentor more than you need like a beta reader or a writing group. Like Mm -hmm. if you're looking to hone your writing skills, you need someone who's better at writing than you are. Whereas writing groups are you probably all on about the same level and beta readers are readers, not writers usually. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out what you want from feedback. But if you're just looking to polish a specific piece, you're looking for beta readers who, and we will talk more about that in just a second.
1: Yeah. Um, When you start looking for feedback, the next thing that you need to keep in mind is understand who you're asking for feedback, because when you're asking readers for feedback, you should be expecting to get back, I like this, I don't like this. Um, So they're really good at diagnosing problems, usually not as good at explaining why they like or don't like something, which is still valuable, because often, I mean, the way that a reader approaches your work is going to be very different from the way that a writer approaches your work. So they can help you get into the mind of the reader and be like, oh, I thought this was going to work better, but it's not landing correctly. So I need to change it kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. writers are more likely to say, this does or this doesn't work, and here's why. Like being able to give you all the lingo about foreshadowing or expectations or tone or whatever it is. Um, whereas readers will be more of the usually be more of the surface level. Um with that being said, remember that everyone has their own tastes and preferences. And so you don't want to put too much emphasis on one person's feedback as you're processing it. And I will add a little caveat to that because that is not true for me because if my wife tells me something, I am, you know, she's right and I need to fix it kind of thing because she knows and she understands. Um, so maybe you Notably have to Notably like your that wife your is life. also a writer. Yes, yes. Um, she loves to read. She loves to write, and so I trust her feedback. And she, because she is so involved inside of my writing process, she can help me kind of shepherd it into into being good.
0: Yeah, I again iconic. I love you guys' relationship. Couple goals. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. You can't take one person's feedback but you can also identify who's best at giving feedback mm-hmm. like right now i'm workshopping a novel in my capstone class and every time it's my turn for workshop i get like 20 feedback documents and it's all the chapter and they all have different line edits and comments and end notes mm-hmm. from my class people And like it's all good feedback like they're all writers in there but some people are the best at giving feedback and i don't put like you don't want to overemphasize them and do everything they say, but you do want to recognize like, hey, this is someone I can go to for more feedback and I know that they will give me high quality feedback.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Thirdly, you want to understand how you're going to ask for feedback because one sec, I apparently- I wrote a like... hot
1: take in here. So I'm going to share yeah. this hot take. Okay, you do it. Writing is not magic, okay? Like. The people we write about, they don't exist. You don't like open a portal to another dimension and listen to them as they tell you the words of their dialect. Like, it's not magic. It's like money. It's like borders. It has value because we agree that it has value, right? You can like, you know, you can go off all you want about how, you know, Herman Melville's Moby Dick is like a prime piece of literature. But the fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter if people aren't reading it and discussing it and valuing it. So when you're talking about getting feedback, it's going to kind of, to be perfectly frank, asking for feedback demythologizes the entire process and it brings it right back down to earth because you're dealing with physical people, their tastes and their preferences and the actual mechanics of writing. So with that being said, there is some emotional prep work that goes into asking for feedback. So you need to consider what your emotional attachment to the piece is and whether you're ready to, whether you're ready to get feedback on it and how's going to be the best way to deliver the feedback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can attest that getting feedback in person for the first time is like kind of hard. I think I probably almost cried the first time I got feedback in person and it wasn't super nice. Um, and I'm also not good at getting positive feedback in person because I'm like, okay, stop talking about me. <laughs> so getting feedback in person is hard if you have like rejection sensitivity dysphoria or you're just sensitive to feedback. So definitely make sure you're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, if you're not doing it in person, you can use like a Google form so you can hold on to feedback until you're ready. This also works great if you're not seeing your beta readers or whoever is reading your stuff in person all the time. Yeah. So in my like, I I took this idea from Zach because I beta read with Zach and he had a form, and then I took that form and I I didn't take the same exact form. I took a couple questions from the form, and I put them on my <laughs> <laughs> I put them on my own beta reading form, and I'm having beta readers go through Witch's Blood right now. Mm-hmm. So you have a you have a story to tell about
1: I do. So digital feedback is awesome. It's really wonderful because it's a lot easier to parse what people have written than what people have said, especially if you're not good at taking notes in the moment. But I think doing feedback in person can be really fun, um, depending on the group of people that you have. Um, So I... I have really enjoyed inviting groups of people to read my work and then come together to have kind of a book club discussion about it. Um, Ren, you were a part of one of these book clubs for the black Crescent that we did many years ago where, Mm -hmm. you know, we all got together, we discussed what you guys liked and what you didn't like from the chapter. And, you know, kind of engaged inside of a mini fandom about it. And I did a similar thing with the most recent short story that I wrote where I, gave the story to a bunch of my um, in-laws. And then we all got together. um, I believe it was because it was my wife's birthday um, that we all got together and we actually discussed the book. And that was something that was, it, it was super fun. So if you are in a position where you can, you know, take feedback in person, doing a kind of book club about it is a really fun option.
0: I can attest to this because my mom's book club read All Hail the Queen of Hearts right before I published it. And like, I got to sit in on their discussion and then they like opened it to me and they're like, okay, so here are questions. And that was really fun. So yeah, highly recommend doing a book club with your own book. Finally, how do you use this feedback once you've gotten it? We've talked a lot about getting it. Like, how do we use it once we get it? When I'm taking notes on my 20 documents worth of feedback for Dawnless, um, the novel in my Capstone class, I'm always looking for themes or things that I find valuable. I'm looking less at like the micro edits like oh you should have a comment here you spelled this word wrong which almost never happens because I'm very meticulous about spelling but I put way too many comments in but I like take notes in my bullet journal I'm like okay here are the things people are saying over and over again and here's like a really interesting one here or a not so valuable one here
1: yeah and ultimately you're I mean like we talked about in our discussion with Mary Adkins a few weeks ago, your name goes on it. So it's yours and you get to decide what to do with it. So you really should emphasize the things that you find valuable. That's not necessarily saying the ones that you like, but if there's uh you, you know, pieces of feedback that you like, but if there's a piece of feedback that makes you think about a scene differently or something where you're like, I'm intrigued by that. I should think about that more. That's something that you should take into account rather than like, oh, this, you know, this isn't going to work kind of thing. You know, one example is that when I was going through and doing um, edits for the short story that I just submitted on Wednesday, um, my copy editor came back with a suggestion for a sentence and I said, I understand what what you're going for here, but the meaning of this sentence is contingent on it being the way that it is. So... You know, I'm not going to take this one, but I do really appreciate all the other feedback that you've given me. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and that's totally valid. You don't need to take, you don't need to take everything. You can kind of take a cafeteria approach and say, I'm going to take this and I'm going to take that and I'm going to leave that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to take only the feedback that like, I was going to say sparks joy, but sometimes feedback that doesn't spark joy and it is important, but like this sparks a new idea within you. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's the best way to put it. I think it's so important to also, you know, value the feedback you're given in the sense that you say thank you. Like you mentioned this with your copy editor just now. You say thank you to your feedback givers, your reviewers. And if you find you consistently hate their feedback for like, just because they're not going to give feedback or anything, you can quit asking them to give you feedback on your stuff. But if you want them to keep coming back and giving you more feedback, you can ask them to come back for your next project. Yeah. But you also have to be very polite to your feedback givers or else they will not want to come back. Yeah, I already mentioned we talked about writing groups in episode 11 with the previous co-host. So we talked about how to find them and what they're for. Some, Some people call these feedback groups. So if you're interested in that, go way back to episode 11, scroll all the way down and you should find that. Do we have any final thoughts, Zach?
1: All I would say is that feedback is a part is an important part of the writing process. So it's something that you need to learn how to incorporate, but the way that you incorporate it is going to look different for everybody. So take what works for you, leave the rest, we're excited to see what you do with it.
0: Awesome. This has been Quid Pros Quo. Thank you so much for tuning in.
1: Quid Pros Quo is hosted by DC Winters and CK Jensen. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a rating. And if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at quibprosquo at gmail.com. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts.